Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 132, which we're recording on Tuesday, January 17th, 2017. That's 217. 1717. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? I am wearing a sweater by Alicia Plummer called Ease. This pattern. The pattern was originally published several years ago, back in January of 2013. And it has an interesting story because when she published the pattern, it was a pullover sweater with no collar. And then one of her test knitters, Yarnosaurus, who we've mentioned yeah, on Tanya. the podcast she before, has amazing she put projects. on this drawstring collar on her sweater which was one of the test knit sweaters. And Alicia eventually added it to the pattern. And now I think the sweater is more known for the drawstring collar. Yeah, than like mock turtleneck without with the drawstring, the drawstring yeah. collar. So that's kind of interesting little history of the pattern that I kind of delved into as I was doing some research for talking about it today. So I knit mine back in December of 2013, and I've talked about it on the podcast before because I knit it in reclaimed Malabrigo Rios. I, I had that, originally yeah. knit this into another sweater. It was a cabled cardigan that, for some reason, I never wore. Really liked the sweater. I still look at that. It was a nice sweater, but for whatever reason, I never wore it. And I really love giving yarn a second chance to be useful. <laughs> This yarn is one of my favorite yarns, Malabrigo Rios, and I would love to make this sweater again in the same yarn, but in a different color. This one is the Kumparsita colorway. It's reds that kind of blend into a dark red-black or dark gray. Very tonal, and I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say about it. I really enjoy wearing it. I don't wear it too many months out of the year because it's a very warm sweater, which is why I originally had knit this yarn into a cardigan because a cardigan you can open. You can open, yeah. Vent. But <laughs> it, we've had a cold few weeks, so I'm wearing it again. How about you? What are you wearing? Well, beside, before when I'm wearing my ease, I did the same mock turtleneck with the mm -hmm. drawstring. Yeah. It is one of my most worn sweaters because it's the sweater I go to at home. If I want to pull over, it's the first thing I reach it's for. It's a big sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and yours is more fitted than mine. Mine has a it lot is. more positive yeah. ease. And looking at that makes me want to knit it again with less ease because mine is really big. So, and I think I would like to knit one with more ease to have a <laughs> a more sweatshirt like sweater, even though I like this one a lot. Yeah, and mine has super long sleeves, so I yeah, can pull them down almost right. over my fingers. <laughs> oh, I love it's my very ease. Cozy. Yeah, yeah. But right now, I am wearing my Skykomish cowl, which is a pattern from the Stranded Magazine Mild Weather issue from 2016, and it is a cabled cowl that is wide enough to use as a hood. And I wear this quite often, surprisingly. Surprisingly only because it's not a color that I would normally gravitate toward, but it's such a useful garment that I wear it a lot. I wear it to the gym, I wear it to walk the dog, I wear it anytime I have a little bit of a chill 
that I know if I put something warm around my neck, it will help and or if I need a hat combined with that. Because for example, when I walk the dog, I can just pull this up over my head and I'm much warmer. So it's a very, very useful garment and it's very stylish. So it's very pretty. And we were talking before we turned on the microphone about whether or not it's easy to knit, because as I said, it's cabled. And I have, I don't want to say a love-hate relationship with cables. I really enjoy knitting cables, but sometimes when I knit cables, I have to pay very, very, very close attention to the pattern. And they don't sink into my brain, kind of. These ones, it just made so much sense, and they were the same cable every row. So even Mm. though there were cables on every row, it was the same. And it's not like you had to remember different cable patterns. And then the increases happened so systematically and fluidly that it just made sense to me when I was knitting it. So it never felt difficult to knit at all. It was a fun knit for me, Hmm. which I don't usually say cable knits are fun knits necessarily. (laughs) So I was telling Charlene that I would like to re-knit this in a drapier yarn because this is Quince and Company Phoebe and it's a beautiful yarn, but it's not quite as drapey as I would think this would be just as versatile drapier. So yeah, I can see I knitting agree. this again in a drapier yarn, yeah. like a Malabrigo Arroyo. So I really like this, the Skycomb cap. <laughs> and that's a pattern by Lee Meredith. I don't think I said that it was Lee Meredith's design. So double thumbs up on that one. Yeah. What have you been stocking? So not too much stocking going on, but one item that I have been stocking is something else for the yarn that I started my Pure Joy shawl using. I started my Pure Joy on January 1. It was intended to be one of my knit-along projects for the self-indulgent knit-along. And I started it and for some reason didn't pick it up again. It was really frustrating to me because I absolutely love both colors of the yarn that I used but it just kept getting put aside and granted we're only on the 17th day of the month so it hasn't been put aside for that long but I was really disappointed that I wasn't more excited to work with it and then the one of the times when I picked it up to work with I made a mistake and I had to tink back. And it was like the yarn was just arguing with me that it did not want to be this shawl. So like a moody teenager. It, it seemed that way. There were, it, for as little of the shawl as I knit, I had a lot of problems with it. So I finally decided that yarn just wasn't working out for that particular shawl. I want to keep those colors together. So I am looking for something else. And one of the shawls that has been somewhat popular at the yarn store where I work is the Dotted Rays shawl by Stephen West. Now I haven't knit a lot of, especially the more recent Stephen West patterns. I, I, for whatever reason, but this one I particularly liked. I like the little sequence of the, the, the little holes, the planned, I don't, I haven't looked at the pattern, so I don't know if they're planned eyelets or yarn overs or wrap and turns, what, how they are created, but I really liked it. I have two colors. There are a lot of folks that have made it using two colors in somewhat equal stripes, 
equal well equal in size and I think that will work out better for the yarn and so I've been stocking that there's 1500 projects for the first dotted raised shawl it's kind of confusing because I noticed he has several versions mm -hmm. of the dotted raised yeah. shawl but I'm looking at the one that is I think it's the most basic one quite possibly the first one that was released it was released mm, two years ago June of 2014 so there's there is quite a few projects like I said 1500 I think I will start that one soon I'm excited for that because our friend Carol has knit at least mm -hmm. two and Inez at 007 has knit at least two and I know that Inez is using the more recent version of the pattern that's kind of like the find your fade so it's oh, a okay. yeah like a fade of speckles or colors planned into that yeah. pattern yeah. and oh hers have been so pretty yeah. oh my gosh so carol's have been very striped and mm -hmm. inez's have been very gradual fades interesting so pretty. yeah it's one of those shawls that i really enjoy looking at mm -hmm. the variations of and you mentioned the find your fade shawl that was actually the second one i was going to mention <laughs> sorry I, oh that's totally fine i am not necessarily stocking this one for myself but i do find it interesting to watch when a pattern does become viral in that way this one this pattern was released in December of 2016 so a month ago and there are 1300 projects already listed on Ravelry wow. quite a few people in our Yarniacs group mm -hmm. on Ravelry have posted color combos yep and on Instagram I've seen a lot of people posting color combos and as I've said before I really enjoy just looking at people's color combinations yeah. color is both fascinating inspiring and wonderful to look at so I really enjoy looking at folks combinations and I found it interesting that most people seem to be, Gail and I had talked about this, most people are hitting their stash and grabbing whole skeins, even though the pattern clearly states that some colors, you you won't use a whole skein of fingering yarn. In fact, most of them, right? One of them is 80 yards. Another one is 160 yards. Another one is 240 yards. And then it somewhat goes up from there. But I think if I were doing it, I would look at it more of a scrappy project. But even though I don't necessarily want to knit that one, it does make me think about ways to use scraps. Because I think basically you could turn any shawl into a find your fade type of project. Yeah, I think so too. By taking any pattern that you're familiar with or any pattern that you like and incorporating the colors in the same way with the gradual transitions. So makes me think. <laughs> yeah. So what, like I said, while I'm not necessarily stocking this particular pattern, I'm always stocking fun colors and fun ways to use your yarn and this one just makes me think about being creative with partial balls, what I have, and possibly using a different shawl pattern. And it made me think about a shawl that was popular about 10 years ago called Charlotte's Web. Do you remember that one? No. There was a, a shawl called Charlotte's Web, and it 
used koiju, oh. koigu kppm yarn, and I think you used four or five colors. Let's see, one. That's like the two, original three, speckled four, yarn. Four, five. You used five different colors of the koigu, which, as Gail mentioned, was a lot of it was very speckled. Most of it was very multicolored. And in this pattern, you, in the same way as you find you fade, you transition from one color to the next to create this beautiful triangular piece. And that's, that's, it really reminded me of that because it was the same kind of thing, different style, but even a lot of people are using all speckled yarns in the same way a lot of the Charlotte's Web shawls looked. So just reminded me. Koigu comes in smaller skeins, though, too. So it that does. would make that kind of less of a commitment in terms yeah. of busting up a whole skein to use Actually, it. that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. this one, let's see. Like I said, five skeins, and each skein of the koigu is 175 yards. So, again, a possibility for stash busting. You know, another <laughs> good way to do it would be to get together with a group of friends who wanted to knit it, who had similar and, color mm -hmm. sense, yeah, and share skeins. And split skeins. Yeah. Yeah, that would... That's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? Are you stocking anything fun? I am stocking a few things, and I'm going to start with stocking our own self-indulgent knit-along thread <laughs> because there are so many beautiful projects already going on, and that has been the time I would usually spend stocking. I think I've spent on our thread looking uh, at the different projects. So, which is stocking, just stocking exactly differently. It's exactly just just that. It's stocking in a different way. Mm -hmm. So because I was doing my show notes yesterday and I thought, wow, I really haven't been stocking much. So what is it I have been doing? Oh, I've been enjoying all the beautiful projects See, in the group. And for some reason, that was exactly me. I've been stocking colors and yarns. So that's stocking. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So thank you so much for all the awesome posts in the Knit Along thread where I've been enjoying all the updates from everybody's projects and the colors and the project, you know, the patterns themselves you're choosing. And guess what I already did? I posted a comment in our FO thread. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so when you see there's one there that's been deleted by me, it's because I was like, Oh, that's so pretty. And then I realized as soon as I hit, you know, um, whatever the delete post or, or whatever it yeah. is like oh wrong thread wrong thread so i have that that happens yeah, from time to time i have that problem too i just want to reply yeah because they're also <laughs> pretty you just want to say right. something right away so i've also been stocking crochet projects and there has been a rash of people especially podcasters who are crocheting granny type of blankets which got me all fired up because I have my painted pixels afghan or blanket that I started a long time ago. And it's individual little squares that you crochet and then seam all together. And the idea of a striped blanket that you just go back and forth and back and forth mm -hmm. and there's no seaming and stuff really appealed to me last week. So I spent a lot of time looking at different crochet projects and patterns and then realized I don't have the yarn to do that. So mm. 
going down that path is dangerous because <laughs> stitches is right around the corner. And if I decide that I have to crochet a blanket, I'm going to have to buy yarn to do it. Right. So I decided that I should defer my thinking and I'm going to come back to my painted pixels oh, okay. blanket, but I'm going to make it a scarf because okay. that's doable. That is yeah. not quite as onerous a task because crocheting those little squares is not as relaxing as I want it to be. So Still thinking about the crochet idea, but again, yarn, stash, not there. So I have to have a melding of stash <laughs> availability with a crochet project that appeals to me. And I could probably do it with fingering, but I don't want to use my beautiful single skeins in a blanket, I don't think. So still obviously mentally stocking that whole idea. And then one actual pattern I'm stocking is Andy Satterlin's Blaster Cardigan, which I've stocked in the past, but KT from Inside Number 23 is doing an Andy Satterlong knit along, and I have some yarn from Dragonfly Fibers, their DK in the Silver Fox, that light tonal gray, and I think that would make a beautiful blaster. So I'm toying around with that idea too, but there are so many other sweaters that I want to knit that I don't know what I'm going to do. So <laughs> there you go. My stocking is kind of a little bit scattered. Yeah. I'm just going to keep enjoying our knit along thread. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I think I want to go. And you just pulled out something beautiful. <laughs> well, I was reminded you were talking about crocheting. I'll talk about this in a little bit. Well, we're just going to move on to what are you knitting? So. What am I knitting? So I have my Ivy line still on the needles. That's oh yeah. The, I haven't heard you talk about I that. We haven't even chatted about that. No, it's the lace front A-line Cardi designed by Yoko Johnston. And I also cast that on January 1 for the self-indulgent knit along. And I'm knitting mine in Tosh Merino Light, and I just haven't gotten very far with it. I'm really excited about knitting this one, but I've been watching a lot of basketball, and we've also been watching a lot of series, and it's a new lace chart to me, and I just haven't had time to sit down and look at the chart. Every time I sit down lately... My husband says, oh, she'll be watching an episode of something, something. And it's like, okay. And then I'll pick up a hat. Yeah, you need super <laughs> easy. Yeah. So I'm really excited to knit that one because I think it's going to be a great sweater for spring. See, I selfishly want you to finish that before stitches so that if I don't oh. already have yarn for it, I can purchase yarn for it. Because I think my initial reaction to the pattern when it came out wasn't, I just think positive, it was going to look good on me, mine, yeah. but the more I see it, the more I think that that could be just like a go everywhere kind of sweater. Yeah. So come on, knit faster. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. I should try to finish it. So I have something new to wear. We shall see. Oh, you probably, you have finished so many sweaters since stitches last year. Yeah. I, They're probably I've, too I've, warm to wear I've, inside the convention yeah, center though. That's true. But the second thing I'm working on is I'm still working on that pure joy. Now, I mentioned that I did not continue with the one that I cast on on January 1, but over this weekend, I did cast on a second version, which I am flying on so much better, and That's I can't, so I didn't even get this far on the first one, so I don't know if it's because now I'm familiar with the pattern, that it just goes so much easier, 
Or like I said, that yarn for some reason just did not want to be that pattern. This yarn, however, fine with oh, being a so pure gorgeous. Joy. So I'm moving ahead with this. The yarn that I'm using is from Lollipop Yarns. And it is a color combo of two colorways called Out and About and Royalty. As you can imagine, Royalty is a deep, dark purple. Out and About is a gray base with speckles of the royal purple. There's some yellow in there, kind of a, a green yellow, some pink, a maroon pink. It's so pretty. Really nice. The contrast of the royal purple against the somewhat speckled gray yarn is stunning. Yeah. Absolutely I'm, stunning. I'm really happy. And seeing these colors together and me being very happy with them and seeing the other two colors together and still being very happy with those two colors but not liking them in this particular pattern made me think a little bit more in terms of color combining colors and what I like, what I don't like, contrast, high contrast, low contrast. But also the thing that struck me about this particular pattern was the proportion. And I think what I didn't like in the other, other color combo was that those two yarns needed to be proportional in their presentation. Mm. What I mean is that if there's a eight row garter stitch stripe in one color, color B had to also be followed in an eight row garter stitch sense. stripe. Whereas in this pattern, it changes because there's the big stripe of color A, then a small, very two small two-row stripe of color B, then a big stripe of color A, and then a very small stripe again. And it continues that way through most of the shawl until you end with the with one big stripe of the alternate color. I think my first color combo, which was less contrasty, will look better with the colors blended in an equal proportion that makes sense does that yeah. make sense yeah. and I hadn't really thought about that before because there are so many two color three color shawls out there in all different proportions so something to keep in mind if you have a color combo or whatever color color combo thinking when you're picking a shawl thinking about do you want those two colors to show in equal proportions or do you want one color to be the main color i guess i would call it or the more used color or the or pop the color. pop color yeah. yeah yeah that's that's why i find looking at people's color combinations so fun <laughs> yep i agree yeah so those are the two things i am knitting how about you? What are you knitting? Oh, that's a finished. Oh, okay. I keep, I keep pointing to things here on the table. She's going to hold us in suspense. So I'm knitting on what is turning out to be my podcast knitting project, and that's my sock head hat, which yeah. I only knit on when we're podcasting for some very bizarre reason. I don't know why. And I just started knitting on a neon green stripe that matches my legging very, very well. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. It's completely wrapped around my leg for some reason. <laughs> so sock head hat is in my hand and this is Knit Picks Felici yarn, the self-striping yarn. And I don't remember the colorway name, but it's like rainbow stripes with a 
dark, dark gray separating the rainbow stripes. So I knit a hat with the other skein of this and it just looked so cute. So really enjoying that when I knit on it. I'm also knitting the Gully Gloves by Kelly McClure, which I cast on for our self-indulgent knit-along, and I'm knitting along with Cindy, who is Cozy Couch. Now she's Ms. Cozy Couch, actually. <laughs> and those fly off the needles when I actually knit on them. So you are knitting from the cuff up, and there are different versions of the pattern. So the bottom portion, the arm portion, is alternating rounds of knit and purl in the round. And then the higher you get, you can either continue in that same pattern or you can do a perpendicular garter stitch section for the hand. Mm -hmm. And that can be short or it can be long. Long should be able to be folded over. For some reason, my garter stitch perpendicular section didn't end up being that long even though I cast on enough stitches to make it long. I think that maybe after they're blocked, it will be. Hmm. But super, super cute gloves, incredibly easy pattern. It goes really quickly, but for some reason, I wasn't knitting on it. So yesterday, I thought, oh, I should really pick these up. I picked them up. I finished the first mitt, and I'm halfway through the second mitt already. So once I start paying attention to <laughs> yes. them, they're really fast. So even though my project page is going to say they took, you know, six weeks or not right. really three weeks, four weeks, it really is not that much knitting time because it's a worsted weight pattern. And they will be super warm because of the garter stitch at your hand, you know, nice, cushy, yeah. warm mitts. So I'm very happy with those so far. And let's see, that's funny because the sock head hat is a pattern by Kelly McClure and so are the gully gloves. Oh yeah. So look at that. Two <laughs> patterns by the same designer. I also cast on my obsidian sweater, which is a pattern by Lisa Much, and I knit this sweater a few years ago, and the resulting garment didn't fit me the way I wanted it to, so I gave that to Kim of Western Sky Knits, and now I'm knitting another for myself, and this time I'm using Tosh Sock in the Mandala colorway, which is a dark blue base that has, it kind of looks like an oil slick, kind of. <laughs> so the colors overlaying that, if you were to look at an oil slick on water, that's what it looks like. So jewel tones, yeah. green, purple. It's kind of like Madeline Tosh Spectrum, but mm -hmm. blue, as opposed to Spectrum I usually think of as purple or green right. leaning. Yeah, this is like I the blue too. version of that. Really happy with this sweater so far. It's a really fun sweater to knit because it's all done in pearl. You never, I'm sorry, all done in knit. You never pearl. And the way you do that is you're knitting in the round. So how do you not pearl? She has this really cool little technique that when you get to the end of the row, you slip the stitch, you move the yarn to the front, you slip the stitch back and you turn around and you're knitting on the wrong side of the fabric. So it's really fun. You start at the top and there's a really long cowl neck that's knit on much larger needles so that that cowl can either drape or some people pull it off of one shoulder or off of both shoulders, flash dance, you know, kind of style. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the neck, you do some decreasing, you change needle sizes, and then you start raglan shaping. So it's a raglan shaped sweater from there down, um, still in what results in garter stitch, even though you're only knitting. And then it has this really cool seam all the way down the back where you've turned the work right. to knit on the wrong side of the fabric. That sweater has been in and out of my queue for years. So once you make it, 
I'll be able to really get yeah. a sense of whether I will like it. And try it on <laughs> yes. and see. Yeah, exactly. I think this is going to be very well used in my closet because it's going to be comfy and squishy. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful color, so it will go with a lot. And it's just really fun to knit. I mean, the cowl is 12 inches long, so that has taken a couple of days. But it's going really quickly. I mean, you're knitting it on very large needles, so mm-hmm. it feels like you're making a lot of progress, even though it's taken several days. I think I cast on on Friday, Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I've been knitting on it a few days, but like yesterday I didn't because I was working on the gloves. So it's not getting 100% of my attention, right. yet it's still right. growing. So it yeah. feels like one yeah. of those projects where it's not a black hole of knitting. So that's Obsidian by Lisa Much. And you know what's funny is I had said you know, back in December, these were my knit along sweaters I wanted to yes. knit. And then I cast on something that wasn't even on the list. So <laughs> go figure. That's so typical. That just happens. But I do have to give an update on Clio. So Clio is the sweater I most wanted to knit for our self-indulgent knit along. It's Elizabeth Doherty's newest design. Beautiful sweater. And I couldn't find the yarn, which is mm-hmm. Quince and Company's Phoebe. I wanted it in the Neptune colorway, which is a navy blue. It was sold out. It wasn't going to be back in stock for six weeks. So I was determined to just be patient and wait. Well, after our last episode, I was contacted on Ravelry by Carol, who is Carol Shue, S-H-U-E, on Ravelry. She works for My Sister's Knits in Fort Collins, Colorado. She met Charlene last Mm -hmm. year at the... Yarn I Fest? remember her at Interweave Yarn Fest yeah. in Loveland. So she met Charlene and she PM'd me on Ravelry and said, we have some of that yarn in stock at my local yarn store and I'm going to work tomorrow. Do you want me to check and see if we have enough? And I said, oh my gosh, yes, please do. <laughs> so she got to work. She PM'd me and said, we have six skeins. I needed five. I called her on the phone. She was incredibly nice, very helpful she wound a skein for me. She put some notions in the bag that were beautiful. And I had it two days later. So I have the yarn to knit Cleo. I have it. And now my dilemma is there are two versions of the pattern. There's a shorter version of the sweater, which she says is cropped, but don't think cropped like, like you see little girls wearing. This is like cropped high hip, or she has a longer version that has less positive ease. And she's going to have both versions at Stitches West in February. So I think I'm going to wait and try them on and see which one. I can't decide which one I would prefer either. I have to try it on. So I will swatch before Stitches, but I'm going to knit Obsidian first. And then I'll knit Clio once I know for sure which version of the sweater I want to knit. But oh my gosh, I have the yarn, I have the yarn. So thank you so much, Carol. Ravelry is such a wonderful thing. It is. And sometimes you just... Put your call out to the universe, and the universe answers. Well, and also, we put our call out to the universe about a room for stitches, and that happened, too. So thank you, everybody who responded. We greatly appreciate that. And that's our good segue into what have we finished. Okay. So I've finished, I think, I've talked about this last episode, but I don't remember how many I had finished. I have knit in total nine of the Pussycat Hats. Nine? nine. Oh my yes. gosh, you're Can you awesome. believe that? I, let's see, I ended up purchasing one skein of bright pink yarn. I ended up reclaiming two skeins of a Madeline Tosh MCN DK white yarn that was in a, it's Flora Rose, which is a very bright pink, lovely and perfect for 
this project for the hats. I ended up reclaiming two skeins of that, and that so far has yielded two hats. And I have scavenged through all of my leftover pinks, of which <laughs> there were quite a few, and that has yielded the rest of the hats. Yay, pink! So I'm really excited that I have had this opportunity to knit, number one, hats that are were well Want, were much wanted and had the opportunity to use these pinks from my stash. I still have a bag sitting on my knitting chair over there of more yarn that I haven't used. So I haven't even used it all yet. I, I could continue. <laughs> and when I say pink, I'm. It's there's a lot of shades of pink. We're going from hot pink into maroon type pink. But it's about... The walk and the march is about unity, and pink, pinks come in all shades like women do, so I think it works. Exactly. <laughs> I like that a lot. And there have been comments all over the internet, if you read, that people are saying, I can't find pink yarn anywhere, so people are using pink speckles, there's baby pinks, there's dark pinks, so it'll all work out. But I've been using the pattern that is knit in the round that I've mentioned a couple times. It's called the Kit Kat Hat by Andre Sue. That hat is knit in the round, and I've done many variations on that. The one that I most recently did that I really liked the way it came out, I knit the whole thing in moss stitch, and I loved the Ooh. way that one came out. Yeah, there I've, I've put cables in a couple. I've just... I've taken lots of liberties with the pattern well, have and you just seen changed it up. Hot Right Now has a lot of different versions. There are all Kit different Kat versions. Hat. Yeah. And brioche. I, and yeah, that's right. I saw the brioche yeah. one this morning. Straight and color work. I there are some just, really cool ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I cast it on and then I would just kind of make it up as I go to change it up for what my mood was. So I'm not sure if I'm done with those, but I'm, I've slowed because... I don't know if I want to knit anymore. Well, if you're not done, I have some beautiful pink yarn that I'll oh, contribute okay. to your cause. Okay. The second thing that I've finished was a no-pattern leftovers alpaca cowl that I'm going to donate at our retreat center, at, at, at our retreat at the St. Francis Retreat Center in April. Oh, nice. So I've got a couple hats, and now I think a couple cowls that will go to that donation. And then the third thing was the item that I rushed over to pick up when Gail was the talking. The one she keeps teasing us with. Yeah, the one that I rushed over to pick up because I had completely forgotten about it until Gail talked about crochet. I knit, it's very simple, double crochet granny square. And this is a swatch, basically, for myself, because I tried out different techniques for increasing as you go around. And the reason I'm doing this is my mom and I were at a yarn store, oh, I want to say over a year ago, probably, and she saw a blanket that she really liked. And we've been talking about it ever since, about making a similar blanket, and it was a no pattern I believe blanket that was just a double crochet granny square which is where you just cast on in the middle and then you just keep going around and around 
in the square until the blanket is the size that you want. And so I was testing that to see if I could figure out how to do that. It wasn't too hard. There are a bunch of free patterns on Ravelry that tell you how to do similar blankets. And I am using a color changing yarn from Crystal Palace Yarns called Mini Mochi. It's a fingering weight single ply. I believe it's superwash even. So it'll be good for a blanket. And it will yield several colors as you go around. And I have, I think I have two skeins of the colorway that I cast on my swatch with, which is a grays, browns, there's a black, dark black in there too. And I'm probably going to use different colorways as we get larger and larger. So it will be a more color changing blanket. We'll see how it goes. I mentioned it to my mom, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned it to my mom a couple weeks ago and I said, oh, I figured out how to do the blanket. And her first response was, what blanket? So <laughs> <laughs> After it's been so high on my mind and thinking about doing this, we'll see. I don't know if she wants to work on it, whether I will work on it, or maybe we'll both work on it. We'll see. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. We'll see. So that was the my little granny square swatch is the last thing that I have finished. How about you? What have you finished? Well, I have a blanket comment to make. I was finishing a square on my sock yarn blanket the other day, and Max was sitting on the couch next to me, and I went to put it back in the bag, and he said, oh, can I have that for a second? And I said, well, sure. And he said, oh, these colors are so pretty. And I was thinking to myself, is that going to become Max's blanket when it's done? <laughs> was that some kind of hint? So he was loving the colors on that. Nice. So I actually have finished quite a few things. I finished my bleached cardigan, which oh, is yay. a pattern by Amy Miller. The finishing work was daunting me. So this weekend I set a task for myself to sew my buttons. So uh -huh. I did grow, grow grain ribbon and buttons with backing buttons. Oh, good. I also sewed on the buttons on Citadel finally. Uh -huh. And the bleached cardigan, the pockets you have to seam the side seams onto the sweater. Oh, okay. So there was quite a bit of finishing work ahead of me for the weekend, which I got done. I got it all finished. And both sweaters, I found buttons from Stash, and there was grow green ribbon in my stash that I used on bleached. So, wow, I was feeling so yeah, good because the yarn from both of those sweaters was from deep to not so deep <laughs> stash. And even to find the buttons in my stash was just like, wow, that's, that's so awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed knitting that sweater, even though it took me a long time, and used Western Sky Knits Silk Single, which is 70% superwash merino and 30% silk, which is a beautiful yarn to work with. And the only reason I haven't worn the sweater yet is because I can't decide how to style it. So mm. brilliant forethought there of how are you going to incorporate that sweater into your wardrobe. I know that I will wear it a lot once I figure out what to wear it with. I know it will be like leggings types of things with a shirt, but it's an A-line sweater and I don't want a big baggy tunic-like shirt underneath it. And because the sweater has short sleeves, I want the shirt underneath to have long sleeves. So I have to scope out the closet a little more carefully, but it's a very cool sweater. I finished the first project for our self-indulgent knit-along, which was my honey hat 
pattern by Jen Nevitt, and I used Unwind Yarn Company's Touring DK in the Bougainvillea colorway, and I will knit both a cowl and mitts so that I have three things all the same yarn together, which I'm super excited about. And I finished my Kit Kat hat, and I used the pattern by Andre Sue Knits, and I used Malabrigo Rios in the English Rose colorway. So those are two pink hats that I finished within a few days of each other, so mm -hmm. that was kind of funny. I mean, the colorways are somewhat similar to each other. And then I spent most of my knitting time last week knitting on what my husband and I are calling the TARP project. So we started this last year. I don't even know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but... We have a really, really large homeless population in Santa Cruz County, really large. And it's because we're temperate and our temperatures year round, for the most part, are tolerable if you're outside. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been really, really cold the last few weeks at night. I mean, down into the 30s. And every year in every year, this is the second year in a row, but every year in winter, Mike and I say how horrible it would be to be homeless and be out in the cold and the rain and the elements. And last year he said, I want to buy some tarps and hand them out to the homeless people so that they have some kind of shelter from the rain. And I said, oh, that's a really good idea. I'll knit, a hat. I'll knit hats. So every time we pass out a tarp, we can give a hat with the tarps. So he bought several more in, I think, the first of the year. It was like, okay, let's do the tarp project again. And I've knit three hats so far. And I've used the Pearl Soho pattern thank you hat, which uses bulky yarn. And I also used the semen watch cap pattern. Those are both free on Ravelry. And I've now used up all of my masculine slash gender neutral <laughs> acrylic yarn or blended yarn options at home. I don't have any more yarn that isn't pink or red or baby blue. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've been hearing about um, Helen Stewart, Curious Handmade, she's been talking a lot about knit aid for charity knitting and that's charity knitting for refugee camps. And they specifically say, please knit in dark colors because mm. these people don't have access to washing machines and such. So the darker the color, the more it's gonna hide dirt and the more longevity they'll get out of the garment. So I'm trying to use dark color yarns and the hats are working out really well. They're thick, I'm making them with a very, very deep brim that can be folded back over so you have double thickness around your ears and nice, thick, bulky yarn so they're super warm. And they're turning out gigantic. Both patterns basically say, you know, for an average man size head of 22 to 24 inches, these things are massive. I mean, the pictures of Mike modeling them, they're they're enormous. So I'm hoping that they fit someone's head because that's just silly. But Mike did say when he modeled for me, he said, they're really, really warm. Mm -hmm. So God. that's what I want. So three of those are done. I have two more to go. And I don't know if I'm going to try some different patterns, but both of those patterns were really fun. The Pearl Soho one is cool because you do the brim, you know, I think it's five by two ribbing, but I modified all of them based on the yarn I had. And after you knit four inches or something of ribbing, then you go into stockinette. And then for the decreases on that one, it turns into like a diamond shape on the top. And it's really cool. I really like the pattern and how it's really, really well written. And of course, it works for almost any weight yarn if you modify it with your needle size and cast on number and such. So really good patterns. I highly recommend them both. So those are quite a few finished objects for me mm -hmm. this last few weeks. So 
I'm very pleased with that process. Yeah. Or progress, rather. Now, this episode, oh, we have a prize. We have a prize. <laughs> so we had a giveaway. Meg Roke and her Gansey Kids ebook that we reviewed back in our Review of Palooza episode a while back. She donated a copy of the book and two skeins of Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio DK in the Federal Hill colorway. And we have a winner. We had two through 37, and the winner was number 25, who is Kara Wubberub. So that was so fortuitous because she has a brand new granddaughter. So very cool <laughs> that she won the Gansey Kids ebook. And she said she wants to knit the coastal capelet for her granddaughter, oh, which was our favorite yeah, pattern from the yeah. book. So congratulations, Kara or Kara. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. And I will wait to hear from you, and then I will hook you up with Meg and get you your yarn and ebook. So congratulations! And we're going to have a bunch of prizes for the self-indulgent knit along too. Yeah. I've been contacted regularly by people, and if you want to donate something to the knit along, please reach out to either me or to Charlene, and I will put all of those prizes into both the FO thread and the chat thread. So they'll be at the top of the page, and I will do that this week so that by the time this episode comes out, you can see the list. And starting next episode, I'll start to announce those prizes at the end of each Yay. episode. So everybody knows all the great prizes, <laughs> lots of yarn, some project bags, stitch markers, patterns books we have a lot of stuff yeah. that's been donated so thank you so much fun. everybody it's going to be fun and we wanted to talk about we wanted to talk about ravelry specifically ravelry using ravelry in the new year and how at the beginning of the new year is a good time to start some organizational habits that either you wish you had started previously or would like to start at the beginning of the year is a great time for example to start using the tag 2017 on your projects because if you like to see what you have accomplished at the end of the year there are a couple ways to do it you can go through all your dates sort things chronologically see what you've knit every year but one of the really nifty ways to do it is if you tag all your 2017 projects with a 2017 tag you will easily be able to create a group of your 2017 projects for that year you can also go back and retag old projects but as you get more and more projects it's harder and harder to do that when i started using ravelry ravelry i did not tag all my projects with a year so the projects that i put into ravelry back in the beginning i don't have every year grouped it's a fantasy of mine ravelry <laughs> fantasy of mine that i would have a little group for every year, but I don't. But I mention it because at the beginning of the year is a cool time to start doing that. And you put, you can use the tag when you create a new project or you can go back and edit a project. There's the tags option in your project info. And you just type in 2017 there, save it. And then when you sort your projects, you can sort them 
with that you can sort projects with a specific tag so that's kind of cool you can do that with your queue too that's right yeah in yeah. your queue there's actually a tab i believe called organize and mm. you can click on that and you can create tags where for example i have a tag called for the head for the shoulders for the hands and then i apply that tag to individual patterns that are in my queue and then if i if i in the organize tab you can create other tabs in your queue so i have a tab that's called for the head anything that i've tagged any pattern i've tagged with that tag shows up in that tab so then i can click my for the hands or for the head tab and see all my hats or all mm -hmm. my mitts or something like that so i have talk about Ravelry fantasies. <laughs> I go through these stages of, oh, I'm going to get super organized and mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to see all too. of my hats <laughs> right away. Yep. So I'll go through and I'll do that. And then I'll forget when I start subsequently adding right. things to my queue. And then the, do too. Yeah, the whole system goes That's down exactly the drain. exactly it. And then you don't know where you stopped or which ones have the tag and which ones don't have the tag. And when you have a lot of projects... That's a lot of clicking back and forth yeah. to find things. And I just get daunted by it sometimes. And it's I find it almost impossible to do that tagging kind of work on an iPad. It has to be oh, yes. on a computer yeah. because you need all the resources available. <laughs> I almost don't even like to use Instagram on my phone or my iPad anymore because I comment so frequently and it's a pain in the butt on one of those keyboards versus on the computer it's so much easier so but on the computer you don't have emoticons so right. that's an issue for me because i like to look, put little smiley faces and hearts and things so. well you do you just have to add the keyboard i'll show you okay i don't know if i should do that though because then i'll be spending more time on instagram <laughs> on my computer than i should be it's one of those things where i'd love to but i probably shouldn't know how to do that but another good organizational tool in Ravelry also is bundles. So yes, tell us bundles, about bundles. You can create a bundle for yourself. You can do it in a group. There are different ways to do it and different places to do it. But one of the newer features, I believe this was just added towards the end of last year in Ravelry, when you add a pattern to your favorites, there's a button that says create new bundle or if you already have bundles, they display on the left side of that favorite window that pops up. Mm -hmm. So I use tags very often when I favorite things. So I have standard ones, oh, hat, sweater, cardi, buttons, short sleeve, long sleeve. I have a bunch of tags that I do use in my favorites, and that helps me sort my favorites very well. But now there's this new button, create a bundle. So yesterday I added a shawl to my queue, and I created a bundle called shawls. So now in my queue what I will be able to do instead of organizing and clicking a tab that's all shawls that I've tagged with shawls, now I can just create a bundle. And every time mm -hmm. I add a shawl to my queue I, or to my favorites, either one, I can just click the button that says shawl bundle. So super easy. I can look at my bundle whenever I want. I can delete. I can add. It's incredibly easy to use. And going forward, I think that's going to be the way I do things because it's much easier yeah. than remembering to add a tag and then right. clicking on a tab. Right. It's just an easier way to see a collection of things. And I haven't been really good about tagging specifically, but you mentioned favoriting. And one of the things I like to differentiate when I, fav when I favorite something, although, like I said, I haven't been perfect about doing this, and that's a problem. Sometimes I favorite things 
just because I like them. Mm -hmm. I like the color, I like the way it looks, or I think the knitter did a fabulous job and they deserve a little love, so mm -hmm. I give them a favorite. It doesn't necessarily mean that I want to knit it for myself. So I have tried in the past, I haven't been really good in the last year or two about keeping up on this, but I have tried in the past to find a way to differentiate the favorites that I just love for themselves to differentiate those from the favorites that are items that I actually want to knit. Use the tag love. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> that's what I mean. I haven't been really mm -hmm. good about differentiating it. I think at one time I had a tag that may have been like to knit or something like that. So oh, at right. one time I did differentiate. You know but what mine is? Now is a good time to start it again, right? So I have that same that same idea. But my tag is maybe sweater mm. or maybe cardi or maybe hat. Yeah. So that's the difference between it's a hat in my favorites. And if it's a hat, I actually think I'll probably knit or want to knit. I also use the tag maybe hat. Mm -hmm. So then I can search my maybe hats for the ones that weren't just because I liked some other fundamental part of them. Right. So that's my, yeah. my own cue to myself. Or when I search things in my favorites, I look for the maybes. Yeah, so that's exactly it. <laughs> and bundles, back to the bundles idea, if you go to our group in Ravelry, and if you aren't familiar with Ravelry and you want to know more about it somehow, I know that most people who are listening think, huh, everybody knows about Ravelry. It's not true. If not. you are <laughs> listening to a podcast, you probably know about Ravelry. But if you don't, feel free to send email to either me or Charlene and we can tell you how to get onto Ravelry or just look at Ravelry.com and you can register to become a user. I was getting my teeth cleaned the other day by a wonderful but annoying dental hygienist <laughs> who always asked questions when her hands were in my mouth and that's just so annoying. But I was knitting one of the hats and she asked me, well, what are you knitting? And I told her about the Tarte project and her daughter had just started the first annual Keep Santa Cruz Warm charity to provide jackets, hats, scarves, socks, and gloves to homeless people. And so we were talking about knitting and how these great charities happen. And she said, oh, I used to knit so much. And I haven't knit since this yarn store was open in Capitola, which was at least eight years ago, at least. And she said, well, are there any yarn stores in town? And I said, yeah, there's only one left. It's the Swift Stitch. And we were comparing notes. And she said, I really want to knit one of those infinity scarves. And I said, oh, we'll just go on to Ravelry and you'll see all sorts of patterns. And she said, well, what's that? And I said, oh, well, you might be happy I told you this. And you really might not be happy I told you this because I spend a lot of time on Ravelry. But I told her about it. And next time her hands are in my mouth, she'll probably want to talk all about it. But... <laughs> Anyway, there are st still people out there who are either have been away from knitting for a while and coming back into it, and they haven't been on the technology forefront of it, but it's there. It's very useful. And then to bring this back to bundles, because I got distracted there for a minute, in our group in Ravelry, there are bundles on the upper right-hand side. Robbie created most of them because she's completely awesome, mm -hmm. but they are different bundles for different things. So there could be like, I can't remember the names of the bundles off the top of my head, but shawls. I think there's a two or three colored shawl one. There's patterns for speckled yarn. 
That's right. That's one of the newer yeah. ones. I did one last year, the year before that for the Christmas, you know, knit a Christmas ornament, oh, right. knit along kind of thing. Yeah. Advent knit along, I think is mm-hmm. what we called it. So you can create a bundle for our group that everybody can add and remove things from. So different groups on Ravelry that are doing different knit alongs still have a bundle that shows patterns that would be perfect for the knit along for that particular theme. So they're great for everybody to contribute. So it doesn't just have to be something that you do for your own organization. It can be something that benefits a whole group. So check out the bundles and like the speckled yarn one. That's really cool because I'm collecting speckled yarn now and I need to know how to, what patterns to do. The two and three colored shawl one was really good too, because you know, when you have that many people adding to a bundle, you consistently see things that you have never seen before. Exactly. And as much time as I spend on Ravelry, you would think that <laughs> we I had it all. seen a lot. <laughs> and yet having different people adding to the bundle is really fun because you see things that you had never seen and suddenly get moved on to your queue. <laughs> That's true about the knit along too. There have been some projects and patterns linked that I've never seen. And yeah. I think, how did I never see that I before? That Even if it's by response. designer, I know. I think there's just so much out there because of the ease of self-publishing. There's, just so much. Yeah, so it's true. So it's great to have other eyes out there searching for the winners. <laughs> and especially when we know that someone else has knit them. Exactly. And if you share your opinions yeah. of the pattern and things like that, it's really helpful. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, who is knitting that hoodie that you wanted to knit? Alex. So, oh, it's Alex, Under Dutch Skies. Yeah, she's, I'm keeping my eye on that right. one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, Alex is knitting hers in... Madeline Tosh Spectrum, which because is very similar to my mandala. I know I want to make that sweater probably in spring. And it was a new to you designer, right? And Alex said yes. that the pattern is very well yes. written and it's hard to impress yes. her. So fabulous. See, and this is the joy of sharing information because Charlene probably would not have. I would have been hesitant. Yeah. yeah. But although the other, there are many knitters on Ravelry who have reported that it was a good pattern. So I was feeling favorable towards it, but having somebody that I can know. talk with knit it helps mm-hmm. greatly because I'm really anxious to see how hers looks too. <laughs> and she always knits such beautiful things too. Yes, exactly. For those of you who don't remember her last project that she knit for one of our knit alongs, she knit Breathing Space, the sweater by Vera Valimaki, and she knit it in her own hand spun mm-hmm. and right. she knit it in I think it's a gray main color and a green gradient that she hand spun and it is so pretty. Yeah. So I think it was one of my favorite projects from that knit along. Yeah. You know, just the fact that it's hand spun and, and you can hand spin a gradient like yeah. that and knit it all into a yeah. sweater. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> I should put out a call. We, we should actually make a list of things that if anybody is coming to stitches and they've knit it, they should bring oh, to right. show us. We do that. <laughs> we have some of our friends who we see there every year. Stephanie, I'm talking about you, uh, have a list of requests. Like, okay, you yes. talked about this on the podcast. I want to try it on. Will you bring it? So we have a try it on kind of session in last, our hotel room. Yeah, last year we <gasps> had a really fun. My knitting oh, needle no. just broke. 
knitting needle. As as she spoke, the knitting needle yeah, came apart in pieces. Anyway, but yes, we. It, it's a fun opportunity to try on sweaters that folks we know have made, and uh, gosh, everything, so many things get added to our queue that way. Yep, because it's true. as we've said so many times makes such a difference to see something in person. Mm -hmm. so. so if you're going to be at Stitches in February, which is right around the corner, and you want to try on something that Charlene and I have knit, let us know. And we <laughs> will try our best to bring it and make it available for trying on. We always joke that when we go to an event such as Stitches West or our retreat, it looks like we're running away from home, <laughs> except to, except in this case, it looks like we're kind of moving because we have boxes and bags. Yep, and it's, it's somewhat ridiculous. And yes. we always bring food for ourselves, so we have a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of silly. Okay, that's, that's any other, how we do it. Any other ideas for using Ravelry in the new year? I had one. Okay, organizing your stash oh, in yes. conjunction with Love Your Stash in our Ravelry group, beginning of the new year is a chance to fluff the stash, rotate your stash, take the chance to get rid of yarns you're not using anymore. That you don't love. Take the opportunity to enter stash into your Ravelry stash area. The benefits of taking a little time to do that really are numerous. It's so helpful to see exactly what you have in stash when you go to an event, when you go to a yarn store, or even sitting at home seeing a new pattern that you really like on Ravelry. So much easier to go click over to your stash area than get up and go physically look at the stash. Especially <laughs> if your husband's asleep in the bedroom and you can't get to your stash. They also, though, if you do take the time to enter your stash, if you put a project in your queue, you can click the link mm -hmm. to use stash yarn. Yes. And not only does it show you your stash yarn, it shows you your stash yarn for the weight of the patterns. Yes. That you're queuing. I was going to mention that because you can link the two and then every time you look at that stash item, you'll be reminded of what you were going to yep. make with it. <laughs> Charlene has been talking about that a lot lately. What Which was I planning we, to do with that yard? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm forgetting so many things lately. But yeah, yes. too. And if you're daunted by entering your stash, I totally get it. You know, maybe start small, maybe just start entering all the items that you get in 2017. Enter everything as you get it. Maybe one day say, hey, I'm going to work on fingering weights or I'm going to work on pink yarns today. Or, or I'm going to work on this box yeah. or bag yeah. or container. Yeah. Take yep. it in small steps. Small or stuff. enlist the help of a friend like my mom and I did this yeah. summer and we yeah. put all of her yarn into Ravelry stash and it did take many yeah. hours but it was well worth the effort maybe you can get together with a couple other Ravelers and you spend a couple weekend days doing everybody's stash together yep make it a party yep, exactly. <laughs> it's worth the effort I mean there, there are multiple ways within Ravelry to benefit from doing that and we're just scratching the surface yeah. yeah and that's something we'll be talking about when we devote a whole segment to talking about loving your stash 
our continued love your stash yeah. event, discussion, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Helen, we'll talk about that more. Helen Stewart of Curious Handmade has been talking about that this month also. Yes. And she did the same thing last January. And she, if you don't listen to Curious Handmade, I recommend listening to last Friday's episode because she also did a recap on storing yarn safely, which mm. we've talked about before. And keeping it free of critters and such. Oh, so that's it good. was a good reminder. Yes, We've talked about absolutely. those things before, but it was a very good reminder, especially yeah. if you're looking at the new year as a chance to, like you said, get in there and fluff the stash and touch yeah. everything and make yeah. sure that it's free of any kind of problems. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. And then a couple fun things you may want to do for the new year. Change your avatar. I really associate rabbitars with people. So <laughs> I, have a hard, I have a hard time when people change rabbitars, but rabbitars are so fun. So maybe for the new year you want to have one? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think I'll change. I've changed mine once or twice for short periods of time, and I can't I have, even find my own posts. I have too, and it's very confusing for me too. I really associate those with people. But I have noticed that... A couple of regular commenters in our group have changed theirs recently. Terry just so, changed hers. Holy, because she finished her adventurous cardigan. So that so has great. really thrown me. And actually, that's what made me think of it. And it seemed like there were quite a few people. So I kind of feel like maybe people... St it was something people thought of for the new year. And yeah. then the... Go ahead. The second thing that might be fun... And I think we've mentioned this before. If you look in the... For the Love of Ravelry group, there is a thread in there about finding your Raveler number. There's a little sequence that you can type in, I believe, on your profile page, and it returns the number that you were when you joined Ravelry, right. which so is kind of fun. 10 of a million, or right? 10,000 right. of a million. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm like 2,000 something. I'm not that low, but I'm fairly low. Yeah. Thanks to Charlene. <laughs> she and got me hooked on all this. And you were going to mention one more thing? Oh, you said in our group that people have changed avatars. And we also have a lot of new members in the group right now who have been chatting yes. in the Knit Along thread, yeah. which is fabulous. So it that's is. been really fun because it is. So welcome. Only, yeah, it's those new avatars. So not just changed right. avatars, but new ones right. too. So yeah. thank you everybody who's participating. It's super yeah. fun. And there's there have been a lot of comments of, I stay away for two days and I come back and there are five pages of books, yes. but that will taper off as the knit along gets it moving. Will. It's that, it will. you know, the new cast songs yeah. and all the excitement, it tapers yeah. off a little bit. Yeah. So. so 2017, we're, we're going strong. Yeah. And yeah, this was supposed to be our podcast anniversary and we completely forgot. We completely forgot. So we'll talk yes, about that did. next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Podcaster fails. Yep. Well, it's, that's, just oh. so you and me, though. It that's, is so you and me. So yeah. us. It's just, is this is so just something us. we do because we love it, and we don't think about the anniversary or anything. It's just this is what we love to do, so that's we hilarious. do it. hilarious. That is so us. So anyway, I did want to mention <laughs> we've been talking about Stitches West. We will be at Stitches West in Santa Clara next month, just about four weeks from now, oh gosh, five weeks wait. from now. That will be at the end of February, the 23rd through the 26th. If you are attending, we hope you will see you at our very casual meetup with Barb and Tracy of the two Knitlet Chicks on Saturday, the 25th. 
I think there will be a lot of podcasters in the hotel bar. There will be lots of other podcasters there, lots of listeners there. It is very casual. It is something where we all sit down and knit together and show off what you bought. And show off what you bought because a bunch of us will be heading back onto the show floor afterwards to probably purchase something that we saw. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're not going to be there on Saturday, and would like to meet us, please let us know when you're going to be there because I know a lot of you who I have been looking forward to meeting for a really long time aren't going to be available on Saturday. Oh, so yeah. Definitely absolutely. PM find us, us. We'll be or there. Find us. We'll be around. We'll probably be hanging around Western Sky Knits booth the most. That's our, that's our go-to spot. Whenever we are needing a recharge, we head right for Kim and Heather because they're awesome. And we're easy to find. Charlene has really dark curly hair, and I have strawberry blonde wavy hair. Yeah, we stand out in the crowd. We do. So, okay. Yay! Stitches is almost here. Yes. So thanks so much for joining us today, and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.